reopening up your mind, figuring out what it is that you exactly want. Like this is not working, right? When I'm burning the candle at both ends, it's where burnout comes and you're stressed and anxious and potentially even depressed, right? And then it affects the people around you. And so you have to look inward and say, what are the things that I need to be working on? What are the things that I want the rest of my life to look like? How do I define that? And once that's defined, then put in the work towards that path and everything from there should be in alignment. And that is, you have to say no more often than you're saying yes. Welcome to the Success Flow Podcast, where our mission is simple, to be better each day and relay our findings with other relentless humans defining success for themselves. If that sounds like you, let's begin. Well, my friend, we are back for another episode. And, you know, a lot of things that we talk about is being an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, work-life integration, and the idea around being a business athlete. So as we roll into the new year, I thought it would be good just to talk about what a business athlete looks like, acts like, smells like, what's their musk, how do they, how do they portray themselves, um, and just kind of dive into that the notion of a business athlete and what we're all striving for, whatever our perception of success is and our belief in that, um, this term business athlete, which is not anything that we made up. Um, but it's definitely something that we talk about a lot. So kind of give us a little bit of a background. I think I learned the term from you. Um, and then we talk about it a lot on the podcast and then I use it in everyday life and others are starting to recognize us talking about this and I've heard it before. So it's pretty cool to kind of have an identity around that. Um, uh, but talk about a little, where this came from in your world. Yeah, so uh like a lot of the stuff that we talk about on this podcast, uh this this popped up across my consciousness through the Flow Research Collective. And it was <clears throat> talking about some of the underlying just base level table stakes from a lifestyle perspective that you have to have to get into flow. And so they, they use the term the executive athlete or, or business athlete. And then I of course your reticular activating system starts and then you start hearing about it in other places and it makes a lot of sense, right? If we were always admiring professional athletes and their sacrifice and what they're able to achieve on a large stage uh, day in, day out and season after season and business is no different. And the more that we can model those same things, which we'll talk through today and, and mirror those practices, but according to business or sales, the better performances we're going to have and the more repeatable it's going to be just like a pro athlete. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think it's definitely, you know, I don't think it's pigeonholed to an entrepreneur or someone who runs a business. It could be anything, right? It could be a business. Maybe you're an artist, right? And you're, you're being paid for your art or you're a musician, like not business in a general sense of like, I own a company and I offer a service. It can literally be Business can be almost anything. Whatever you're making money in, whatever's driving the, the income that you're looking for, that's the business side. The athlete side is the the mind, body, spiritual or soul aspect of how do you become the best version of yourself to drive more income, uh, whether you're an entrepreneur or intrapreneur or just someone out there honing their craft. And so um, just kind of setting the the foundation there that, you know, for any of the listeners there, well, I'm not a business owner or I'm not, uh, I, you know, I don't work for a company. I, you know, I have other things that I'm doing, um, but that's what drives my, my revenue. And so 
business athlete can be many different forms. I think um, it all comes down to what the efforts that you put in to sharpen the sword. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, you know, anything goal oriented, right? <clears throat> Even if you're an artist, whatever it is, you're, you're working towards some outcome from an athlete's perspective, that could be a medal or the Super Bowl, a title. Um, it could be, you know, any one of these things, but it maps backwards, just like we talk about our massive purpose. You work backwards to the daily rituals, habits, non-negotiables that you are getting done and and become a part of you. So from a, a, a num like a initial standpoint, since we're talking about athletes, it, it really is the the physical level. We all know the folks that are successful in knowledge work in business that may not have the best lifestyle habits. They're carrying extra weight. They're burning it at both ends, not getting enough sleep, um, not fueling with the proper nutritional makeup and they're dehydrated. And that is just kind of a fundamental when we're really tying to athletics, whatever we're fueling with, it really is going to determine the amount of energy we have and the amount of focus we're able to put into our craft. So I think from from that perspective, are you getting enough sleep? Uh, listeners might think this is a little bit repetitive, but the more you hear it, the more you're going to you know have it in your awareness that your hydration levels, your fuel, the amount of sleep that you're getting, the amount you're moving your body, whatever type of movement that is, is going to impact your effectiveness in your craft, whatever that might be. Yeah, I'm reading, you challenged me and I've actually challenged others because you challenged me uh, rereading the book Relentless by Tim Grover, uh, who was the trainer for Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Charles Barkley, Dwayne Wade, a bunch of other all-worldly NBA athletes and basically going into the mindset of what it takes to be unstoppable. And what that, how that translates into the business world or your, you know, into your personal life, you may not have the skills of an NBA all-worldly athlete. And what Grover talks about is the skills are there, sure, but 80% of what I do is the mindset work and the habits and the discipline that these guys have um, comes down to their outcomes, their desired outcomes. Okay, if your desired outcome is X then this is what you have to do in why to make that happen. And uh, it's a really great book. So for anyone that's listening, that hasn't read it, definitely read it. Um, it's entertaining. There's a lot of stories involved there. He might kick your butt a little bit and saying, get off your ass and start moving. Um, but he's, you know, he says, crave the, uh, or what does he say? I think the quote is, uh, crave the result so intensely that the work is irrelevant. And so I think that, that quote right there for me is like the definition of a business athlete is like whatever you're striving for, whatever success looks like for you, once it's identified and defined your massive transformative purpose, whatever you want the rest of your life look to, to look like, crave it so intensely that the work to get there is completely irrelevant. Like it just, it's your identity. It doesn't matter. Uh, so I love that quote. I think it's a great one. And it all comes back to, yeah, the sleep, the fuel, the things you're putting into your body, the challenging yourself on purpose, the trying new things that um, if you haven't worked out in a while, get outside or go to the gym and, and just make it happen and start where you are. No matter where you are, day one is day one. It's not one day. 
Um, so I, I think that's the epitome of, in a general sense of what a business athlete looks like. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up uh, Relentless. I I feel like I have to read that one once a year. It's just become, yeah. you know, I, I get that nudge and this time of year is a good time to do it. It just always brings me back and, and makes me check myself on on where I'm at in, in all of these different areas. And it's funny, when you brought up that that word, I was looking at some some areas that the, the business athlete has popped up uh, besides the conversations we're having in our groups. But uh, your boy, Richard Branson, is actually oh, yeah. uh, a fan of this term and said, just like in sports, a business athlete has to train, compete, and continuously strive for excellence. It's a relentless pursuit of success. I love it. How perfect is that for this podcast? And I know Branson's a big sailor and uh, definitely keeps it moving with all the businesses that he has rolling, but just thought that was so perfectly and timely, especially with uh, how you've quoted Richard Branson with the Oppo Flow stuff. Yeah. The, one of my other favorite quotes, Branson, is if someone offers you an amazing opportunity and you're not sure you can do it, say yes and figure it out later. Like, how incredible is that? It's like once you've defined what it is that you want and you recognize a good opportunity and you're like, oh, man, I don't know if I could do this. And even Casey, uh, you know, our internal educator at Junto last week was like, if you know, I was offered the opportunity to speak in front of this group of 20 plus entrepreneurs, leaders, powerhouse individuals within the group. And I was nervous and I, it felt like it was gonna be hard and challenging. So I knew right then and there that I had to say yes, right? It's the challenging yourself on purpose. And Branson wrote a book called Screw It, Let's Do It. Um, I don't know if you've heard of that one. I've read it. It's pretty good. He's basically the mindset of like, whatever it is, if it aligns, I'm doing it. Like I'll figure it out later. And I just love that aspect of him. And, you know, he's doing all the things that, you know, even Musk, right. He's doing all the, he's, he's got the, the Virgin Galactic. He's got the, the Virgin mobile, the airline, like he's got all these things. And, uh, you know, I just think those types of individuals that are just making a path for themselves to change the world, um, is pretty incredible to learn from. doesn't mean that any one of us have to feel that weight on our shoulders, but, the world can be our world, right? Those that are nearest to us, those that are in our families, those that are in our community and making the impact on others by becoming the best version of yourself, in essence, a business athlete. Absolutely. And one one of the portions of that quote I wanted to take down a direction is the, the train part, right? Like once you get to a certain level and you build a certain skill set, <clears throat> your days can get what feels like repetitive. You've been in these situations before, you're doing these day in and day out, but are you, are you practicing? Are you training? Are you going into scenarios that may not come up day to day just so that you're prepared, right? We're known, we don't stop training. That's, that's the business athlete mindset, not necessarily training the physical body, which we should all be doing. And, and that is a part of this, but training in our craft and practicing the things that don't come up every day. That's that continual sharpening the sword. And the reason why those folks are playing on another level is because they're prepared for almost any situation. You can't be prepared for every situation because you don't know what's going to come up. But if you've trained the skills, you can be able to adapt and really, really iterate and make sure you can handle anything that comes up. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, to give you an example, being in the payroll world, um, I'm certified in payroll and there's ongoing education units that I have to have every five years to keep that certification. So it's not physical, but mentally I have to continually train my, to understand and know the inner workings of my industry. And that will separate myself from the next person who's in my industry that doesn't have that knowledge or training, right? And I, and keeping up on all those different rules and regulations and learning from others in my industry. Like I'm not an accountant by any means, but I understand why accountants exist and why and how they help business owners save money. And because I understand that, I'm able to articulate it and translate it into a payroll conversation um, and earn their business through that expertise. And so it's the training of your industry, whatever that is, and learning from others and, and some of the other uh, smart people in your world. Um, I, I, I love the, it's easy to get behind the training physically, but the mental aspect, and then, you know, working on yourself, the meditation, the breath work, the things that you can do to clear your mind, right? And then we talk about discipline a lot. And so to give you another example on the discipline aspect, I was never like, sitting around meditating ever until this year. Like it just wasn't happening. I was like, I was lost. I did headspace, I think like three years ago. And then I got so distracted all the time with my chaotic mind that I just stopped. But I built a disciplined mindset this year and I've focused on it every single morning. I don't care if it's two minutes or 20 minutes, it's still down there doing it. And it consistently is training and the compounding effect from that um, I can't put a number on it and that's free. Yeah. I think you bring up a good point of <clears throat> what are you saying no to? Yeah. That's been a, a, a really tough theme to, to add on to and have a couple friends that have reached out and said, really appreciate you know, your perspective on that and being okay with saying no, because professional athletes are saying no to almost everything from at every level. The, the college athletes are not going out to those parties and staying out late. They're sacrificing that and saying no. So they're there to perform because it's more important that they deliver on this goal that they've set to themselves and the university and their coaches yep. and their teammates. And so that what are you saying yes to that you truly don't want to be doing? It contradicts with the mission that you're on. It It's not getting you closer in your, in, and again, this isn't just for that craft, but if you prioritized, you know, your, your business or your, your, this, whatever project you're working on, and you've also prioritized your family, what are you saying no to that's eating into either of those times? If they're not in your top priorities and you know that you're just saying yes, or letting a distraction kind of slip in, that that's where you can get into trouble. And that's when burnout can arrive and it can, your self-sabotaging tendencies will take over when you're not truly staying committed and saying no to anything that you haven't identified as a priority. Absolutely. I call it like the Gumby stretch me thin. I can take on anything. I'm saying yes to everything. Cause I, you know, a business athlete doesn't show, doesn't take on everything to prove that they can do all the work and they can do it all. Right. It's it, it. And I used to be that way where I would stretch myself so thin where you do end up burning the candle at both ends. And then you have to the only way to crawl yourself out of that is by reopening up your mind, figuring out what it is that you exactly want. Like this is not working right when I'm burning the candle at both ends. It's where burnout comes and you're stressed and anxious and potentially even depressed. Right. And then it affects the people around you. And so you have to look inward and say, what are the things that I need to be working on? What are the things that I want the rest of my life to look like? How do I define that? And once that's defined, then put in the work towards that path 
And everything from there should be in alignment. And that is you have to say no more often than you're saying yes. And when you do that work and you continue down that path and you continue putting in the work that aligns, that's when those good opportunities come your way. And now you look like a, a freaking success animal because you're winning all the time or people, you know, people are perceiving you as winning all the time. And then it's up to you to make sure that you continue stacking those wins yourself to make sure you have the confidence. A growth mindset obviously is key. And when you have a fixed mindset, you, you're stuck in your ways and you're not changing. And so you have to always be growing. And when you're growing, the old you is who you learn from. The new you is what brings that confidence. And so you always have, and you, and you have to have both, but you can't have either if you're not growing. And so those athletes are constantly, they're lifting a little bit more or they're getting a little bit faster. They couldn't have gotten faster if they weren't already here. And so it's just that constant compounding effect. Uh, that I think it's just super important. And once you get a taste of it, oh man, it's that uh, you can't stop. Absolutely. It's, it's those standards, right? It's a thermostat. Once you set a certain baseline and you've kind of increased that threshold and you're consistently hitting and executing at those levels, that stretch goal goes up as well, but your standards yeah. and your baseline, it, it is set. Once you dip below that, you're going to do everything subconsciously to, to get back to that level because you've set that as a standard for yourself. And that's what those, those athletes are doing. And I think being, when we talk about business ath or athletes and business athletes, that teamwork aspect is a huge part of it. hundred percent. Are you 100%. being a good teammate? Because it's very few individual, uh, you know, sports, sports there are individual sports but even then you're typically working with a coach or whatnot but that team aspect is a different ball game than just your controllables that we talk about that we can affect with our inputs outputs our recovery our rest but how are you improving the way you interact with that team your your role playing on the team your leadership on that team or your ability to follow and take a step back and be a supporting role, right? These are the things that, that really apply as a, a business athlete, just like in the major sports. That's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up because just like any great athlete, they've got a coach, they got a personal trainer, they got a nutritionist, they've got whatever, right? They've got the team behind them and then they got their team that they're on the court with or the field with. Uh, and going back to relentless, Grover talks about how when LeBron came to the heat with Dwayne Wade, where Dwayne Wade was the main main guy on that team. And then he was, he was able to kind of take a little bit of a step back and let LeBron, you know, kind of be the man on that team, if you will. And it worked. Mm -hmm. Had Dwayne wanted to, you know, be the guy still, it wouldn't have worked. And uh, so I just, I'm really glad you brought that up. And even in when you're, let's say you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, you've got your team um, taking the step back and letting your team fail and being okay with that. And teaching the win or learn method and saying, hey, no matter what, I've got your back. If you need my help, I'm here, but I know you can do this. And then if something happens where a mistake happens or whatever, it's it's the, hey, you're good. It's a win or learn mentality. We're going to continue. This is how we communicate or this is how we resolve or this is how, what we do. Um, and so that's a huge aspect that you just brought up is the leadership style of a business athlete. Absolutely. I think I'd write right on on par there is 
with both business and, and sports and athletics is ethical conduct, right? Yeah. Unsportsmanlike conduct in, in sports. Business athletes carry themselves with respect for the game and respect for their competitors. So that's something that if you're not living in alignment with, it's going to be tough to rest your head on the pillow unless you're sociopath, narcissist. You're not going to get much peace, inner peace, which I really think is what most of us are striving for. We're trying to stretch ourselves and achieve, but but when we talk about the definition of success, most people are looking for inner peace. And it's hard to have that when you're when you are operating without integrity. Yeah, I, we ask a lot of people on this on this uh, podcast, what does success mean for them? And you're right. It's an overwhelming majority are looking for happiness or they're looking to make a positive impact on others or they're happy to see, you know, success for them is when others are are being successful. And that's the mindset of a business athlete. It's it's not the ones of. Um, you know, we talk about working on yourself a lot, but that's that that's not the only focus on yourself, meaning like I am the only one who will win. Right. And it's working on yourself to be the best version of yourself to help others make a positive impact. Um, and I think that's I think you nailed it on the head. I mean, it, the ethical standards of your profession, um, the loyalty that you have with your team, the accountability that you have with yourself and help, helping others figure out what their goals are and holding them accountable. I mean, all of that is tied to it. I love it. What else do you got? What, what have we not covered from business athlete perspective? Well, um, I don't know. I think it just comes down to like the perspective of, you know, the, if you're an entrepreneur type where you, you're building your role to crush your role and you're within an organization to continue growing that organization, um, you know, it's just making sure that you stand out and you're doing it in the right way. Um you know, you've heard of this term quiet quitting and you've heard of this term where you're just there to do a job. And it's like, well, if you're just there to do a job, like maybe let's find something that actually aligns with what you love to do. Um, and then going all in with that organization, because at the end of the day, assuming that your leaders and the people that run the organization at the top are business athletes and they care a whole lot about your well-being, um, then giving that back to them and showing that you're able to stand out in front of a crowd um, will bring happiness for all, all of those around you as well as yourself. So, you know, I think it's just a, the term itself is just a big one and it's one that's uh, not thrown around lightly. And I don't think you can just, just cause you're a business owner and just maybe because you're athletic, it has, does not mean that you are a business athlete. And so it, it just comes down to working on yourself and that's about it. I love it. I think that's a wrap for this pod. I think we covered the, the the business athlete mindset. Let us let us know what you think in the comments. And if you uh, are so willing, we're going to start just making the request that if if you saw value, if you're if you're an ongoing listener, uh, leave us a review on your on your platform of choice wherever you're listening. It goes a long way. Helps us grow this thing and uh, reach more people as they're trying to define success for themselves. We'll be at you next week.